UFOs and flying saucers and ETs In government conspiracies But I've seen none of the above If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles Lose my little mind Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to X-Files Talk X-Files, the only podcast that went to Mexico once but has absolutely no recollection of what it got up to while it was there. Hi everybody, I'm David, and I'm speaking with Tiffany and Garrett from xfiles.news. Hello, Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello. So, um, we're just over two weeks away from some new X-Files. I know, it's crazy. It's... It's hard to believe that it's actually here. After however yeah. many months that we've been doing this on a weekly basis and cramming for X-Files, and now the, the whole reason why we're doing this is it's almost here, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I know that you guys are wandering around in the backwoods of Tennessee right now, and we don't have the greatest technology <laughs> situation going on. So um, apologize. I apologize in advance to the listeners that this might not be the best quality and we're recording <laughs> literally hours before this episode goes live. So we're going to do minimal editing. So it might not be the best quality one, but it's still going to be awesome. So it'll be the best one. It'll be Garrett's like, it'll be the best one. <laughs> it often is. I, I was so scared of Milagro, but that ended up being one of my favorite podcasts that we've done. So right. <laughs> yeah. Know. See, it worked out. <laughs> not because I had to watch Milagro, but because we had an interesting conversation about it afterwards. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so I thought today we could kick off with a bit of uh, news updates since it's been ages since we've done any news, since we were recording these all way in advance with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, but we do actually have some news now uh, since the show is about two weeks away from airing. Uh, first of all, just the last 24, 48 hours, news has broke that the order of the episodes is different than what we were expecting. So, there's been a bit of a reshuffle on that front. <laughs> uh, basically, the, the new order of the episodes is going to be My Struggle, followed by Founder's Mutation. Um, those are going to be on the uh, Sunday the 24th and Monday the 25th. And then on a weekly basis thereafter, we have Mulder and Scully meet the Weir Monster, Home Again, Babylon, and My Struggle 2. So what do we make of this shuffle? Yeah, that's interesting that they've moved up Founders and Mutation that early. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dark and mysterious. I don't, I don't know. It's all mysterious because we don't know what the episodes are. I mean, all right. Along, been... Yeah, well, maybe it's a, it's just a stronger, you know, the it, without giving to without giving any spoilers away, really, for my struggle. My struggle is a very action packed episode. Um, I mean, it's action from start to finish, and so I'm wondering if maybe easing in from that into a monster of the week, maybe they needed to pick something that had a little more, I, I don't know if action involved or, or maybe a specific type of storyline to kind of transition everybody in from, from mythology to monster of the week. I don't know. No, it's interesting because we've always been saying that home again is maybe them returning to the FBI and it's sort of setting up, 
the context for the rest of these right. episodes after my struggle. So it's interesting that's maybe bumped a bit later and hopefully our speculation was completely wrong and home again means something entirely different because <laughs> otherwise it does make you worry how all well this is going to make sense. Yeah. Um, our best guess is that Founders Mutation is maybe a slightly stronger episode and so they want to lead with their strongest episodes and that um, Babylon makes more sense go in later because of the themes that it, the yeah. themes and the content of that episode, I'm a big believer that that's going to be something to do with where all these past characters come back into it. That we maybe have some sort of life after death sort of theme in there. That maybe that's the episode where we deal with William quite a bit, yeah. which makes sense. That it's maybe coming a little later, and it made sense that it was produced earlier since Chris Carter wrote and directed that one in between the two struggles. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And maybe that kind of was the plan that it would air later on all this time, so... We shall see. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in two weeks. Yeah, we're going to be here <laughs> ripping it apart week after week. So. Yeah, exactly. Who knows, in a few weeks we may have been completely right or completely wrong. Yeah, um, I would put money on us being wrong for a lot of it. <laughs> Um, the other thing I wanted to just cover real quick with the news is that we do have some release dates for other international countries right now. Um, these come courtesy of xfiles.news, so don't yell at me if they are wrong. <laughs> As we know, uh, Sunday, January 24th on Fox, the show comes back um, in the US. We have the first episode, My Struggle, on Sunday, the second episode, Founders Mutation, then on the Monday night. Not sure exactly how it's working with other countries, but I do know that we get the first episode in Canada on the same day, Sunday, January 24th on CTV. It's going to be on Monday, the 25th of January on Fox Affiliates in Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, Bulgaria, Finland, Greece, Italy, Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Spain and Turkey. And in, in my home country, in the UK, it's going to be on Channel 5 sometime in early February. So thank you for being so specific, Channel 5. <laughs> That's all the news that I can have, uh, that I can think of right now. Tiffany, Gareth, anything that you can think of? Um, I don't have any. <laughs> Gareth's like, I have no news. None at all. Um, no. No news that I can... Th you, you did a fantastic job with the uh, xfiles.news news. Mm. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how I fare with this listener question then. Uh, this okay. Is, this is coming from Trisha Stevenson, who is at Auntie Trish... Or Auntie Shish. S-H-I-S-H. -S -S apologies. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> she actually said this in in a while ago and I've been sitting on it because it's been such a good question um, but I think the time is now appropriate to do this one. She's asking when did you first realise that X-Files wasn't just a hit show but one that had a lot of intense fan love? Garrett, I'm uh, figuring for you it's maybe about six months after the wedding when it was too late. <laughs> oh no. She's been a little crazy but I mean, for me it honestly we... I've been, I mean, she's always loved it, but I mean, I've been kind of a general fan. I don't think I've been the craziest person when it comes to the show. I mean, Unless I'm, it comes to the Lone Gunman, let's right. be honest. 
<laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but I mean, we've done cons before and everything, but um, when we were in con one time, um, a lady got a baking dish signed by the crew. And yeah. it was just the funniest thing because I was thinking it's just a baking dish. So she could bake pies. She in just it. thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, that was a big deal for her. Yeah, and it it was an interesting moment. And yeah. I, I thought that's pretty crazy. But... At the time, we thought it was pretty nuts. Yeah, right? but she's she was a nice lady. So but looking back on it, I think you know who are we to judge someone else's way of loving the show? Right. So yeah, I remember that. That was funny. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was pretty late for you. That was. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that was well after the show was over. <laughs> um, so let's see. For me, when I first realized, I would say probably in the second season, maybe towards the end of the second season. Seriously, because I, Garrett, just, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but Garrett just gave me the look like, what the fuck? Um, I think because we, you know, I was 14 at the time during season two. And we had just gotten, um, well, I guess I'd gotten, like, a computer in the house the year before, and we had internet and all that. And that was all very new to us at the time, back, you know, back in the 90s. Um, And so I found the, you know, the AOL chat rooms and stuff and all the old, you know, X-Files forums and stuff. And so I got on there and started talking to people. And so I I knew that it was a pretty big deal and had a lot of very diverse and interesting fans very early on. I mean, that was back when, you know, terms like Shipper first started, uh, Normo and, um, you know, MSR. I mean, that that was the beginning of all the stuff that these kids, quote unquote, talk about today. So it's, it's really cool to have been involved in it really early when I was a teen and to, you know, still be involved in it now is, is honestly a privilege, really. Yeah, I remember being back on the old Yahoo chat groups, which got delivered <laughs> to your Outlook on yeah. a daily basis back in the day. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and so for me, I mean, it, it, you know, I just assumed, okay, there's these other people who really like the show and we all like talking about it. And it never really struck me just how intense the following was until very, very recently. And probably didn't re- even realize how rabid some fans were until we started doing this podcast. And then all of a sudden, on a weekly basis, I'm talking to people who are t- telling me about pregnancy books on bookshelves and a green sweater yeah. and stuff like the that. The green sweater. Um, just Seriously, I remember talking about what exactly was the deal with Jeremiah Smith back in the day, but never that sort of intense <laughs> observational stuff. Um, but it's been great. I've had a completely different perspective of the show talking about it with you guys and especially <laughs> seeing, you know, pay more attention to the Mother Scully relationship developing, which I never really paid that much mind to before because I was more interested in the different stories, the different cases. I'm, I'm you, trying to be, I'm being genuine here. Yeah. You and Garrett are the same person. That's why I'm giggling. Cause it's like, you're, it's like your twins. It's hysterical. But. Um, You're each other's, like, British (laughs) slash American counterparts. It's very funny. (laughs) But I will say, I think that there is a dark side to this very shipper-obsessed fan that is out there that I have come to see over the last few months on Facebook and Twitter. And just some of the stuff, like, when it was announced this week about the episodes being reshuffled, some of the stuff that people were saying about Chris Carter 
doing it to mess with them. Are you serious? And I know that you've been <laughs> joking along similar lines on this podcast in the past, but yeah, I don't know if some of these people are being serious or if they are just joking, and it's kind of a little disturbing. So to those people out there, I just like to say, <laughs> chill. I love the Exiles too, but it's just a show. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, I think some of it is... Chris is a good guy. I think some of it he kind of brings on himself when he does things like, you know, wear a werewolf mask around the set in 2008. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, he, that's brilliant. He, he playfully, and he, you know, he does it purposefully, and he playfully, you know, messes with fans, and he thinks that as the show's creator that that's the way to kind of keep people guessing, and people get mad about it, and there have been times that I get frustrated about it, but in reality, he's not wrong. It is why we keep guessing. We don't really know what's happening because he is so secretive and so squirrely about things and likes to put in false information. So, you know, we get mad about it and we joke about it and maybe some people take it way too far. But at the end of the day, it's what keeps the interest kind of going with what he's doing, I think. So, um, you know, I I can't knock it really because he has a very successful show and... um, yeah, I'm sure we can delve into seasons eight and nine and how some of those episodes we feel about them later, including probably tonight. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's I, I wish and hope that fans just kind of keep it an all in good fun. And I think I'm sure there are people out there that kind of take it too far. But I think the people that, um, you know, we've seen with X-Files news and everything, for the most part, everybody is is pretty well behaved and respects each other's opinions and um you know you you don't have to agree with me and i don't have to agree with you and i I hope most people kind of keep that in mind yeah i hope so um i also want to say that you know as long as the show has been off the air for 20 years and stuff so a lot of us grew up watching the show (laughs) as we've talked about and I think it's really interesting that, you know, just the people that have been on this podcast, but other people that we've that I've since connected with on social media and stuff, how much the show has really influenced them in their lives going forward. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of people who are X-Files today who grew up with the show have either gone into a creative field mm-hmm. that they've pursued their creative passions because of the storytelling of X-Files as supposedly... Um, or assumedly inspired them to go that way, or they've gone and pursued a career in science or medicine, which mm-hmm. um, I actually took uh, biology as one of my subjects in school at one point and was fascinated by it. And I was drawn to that because of Dana Scully. And I was absolutely terrible at it. And I went and I did drama and English <laughs> and art. But uh, <laughs> I, I tried. I was inspired uh, to, to pursue an interest in science because of the X-Files. So. I passed a biology exam in high school because of the X-Files one time. Like, I literally passed it. I took an AP biology course. It was really difficult. And our high school had, like, a full lab set up. And so we were doing um, DNA sequencing, like, in the high school lab. And I was, you know, it's so funny because we're taking this test and we're doing this lab test. And I remembered something that scully did on the x-files and i couldn't even tell you to this day what it was but because i had watched it on television i got the question correctly and passed my test so i was super excited i'm sure it helped me up into a point as well but there there was one point (laughs) where it was interesting i just couldn't retain stuff yeah well you reach a point where you're just like okay this isn't for me and it you know it wasn't for me either so i went into english and journalism instead (laughs) But one more thing I I do just want to touch on 
for answering this question. I apologize. I've given such long-winded, multifaceted answer. Um, but I just want to say that one thing that has really struck me about how Exiles isn't just a hit show, but one that has a lot of intense fans' love is the people that I've worked with on this podcast, the people from Exiles.news, just how devoted you guys all have been to the show and in leading the Exiles community for such a long time. And, you know, I, I've talked to you off the air about, you know, how exactly does your site work and all of that. And yeah. you guys all spend so much time, week in, week out, on Exiles-related stuff for the community that's out there. A lot of you I know spend a lot of money, a lot of money personally each year going to these different events, getting access for all of us uh, to the cast and the crew of the show. And you guys are not making money off of this. Xfiles.news is not making money off of all of this. It's all of you guys putting in your time and your money to create this connection for everybody. So I think it's important that people out there who don't realize that realize it and understand that and um, just appreciate you guys for what you do so thank you for that oh you're gonna make me cry <laughs> that was sweet even garrett looks like oh that was sweet that's unusual for him yeah <laughs> he's like yeah that was okay well let's not no, dwell, was, let's not dwell nice. on that <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's jump into the episode discussion then Alright, sounds so, good. I don't even think I've introduced the episodes. We're doing the middle section of season 9 tonight. We're doing John Doggett all the way through to... Improbable. Okay. So there oh we go. God. So, we have some <laughs> we have some good ones in there. And uh, Gareth, you will be expected to defend the lone gunman once we get to the two-parter in the middle. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying, Byers was the one that was holding William when he was taken. <laughs> but let's kick off uh, with John Doe which is widely accepted rightly so as one of the highlights of this season um, as indeed is pretty much any Vince Gilligan penned episode isn't that right Tiffany? Mm-hmm, especially definitely. in season 9 season 9 sure sure <laughs> all the Vince Gilligan ones even yeah I'll Sunshine just go with days. what you said <laughs> hey, this one's great it, it no, is, this, it is great. this one's great. Um, he's, you know. he's knocking me for a later episode. It's fine. Oh, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't knock this one. This is a solid no. episode. No, this one's really good. And this, this is the one where uh, Michelle McLaren, I think, made her directorial debut. It is indeed. Yeah, so she... Uh, Not just for the X-Files, but I think of anything. Of anything, yeah. Yeah, this was her first, her first thing, so that was really cool. And it looked different, of course, than any other X-File before it or any X-File after it. So it was very visually stunning, really. Yeah, there's a lot of influence from other films there. Um, Steven Soderbergh's Traffic and Gore Verbinski's The Mexican with the sort of overexposed sunlight in, yep. the, in the Mexico scenes. Um, and even just the, the title cards with the day one, day two, it's very sort of Shining-esque and it helps give that sort of uh, disorientated kind of state for the audience to kind of buy into what Doggett is experiencing there w- waking up in Mexico with no idea who he is or how he got there or even where he is and of course in true Vince Gilligan style he messes with the um, structure of the episode so that the first 15 minutes is just Doggett wandering around in Mexico trying to find his shoe 
no idea what's <laughs> going on. And it's just 15 minutes of that, at least 15 minutes, before we finally go back to the US and we have Reyes and Scully and Skinner and Kirsch and they're all trying to figure out where he is and bit by bit all the different plot strands come together and you see that this isn't just him going off on a bender, that this is actually an X-File and how all yeah. those different things come together. So I like this episode. This is always one of those season nine ones, which probably the, it's probably the, the season nine episode that I always think of first, you know? Yeah, I like it. This is, um, this, I know you'll never talk about this, so I have to mention it. This is a super shippy Ray is Doggett episode. Okay. <laughs> I wish, I wish you could see the look on Garrett's face right now. <laughs> I don't think so. It, it, no, it is because, you know, she has to go to Mexico to find him. Right. And they don't have jurisdiction there. And so she has to use her connections. And then once she gets to him, he doesn't remember her. And then she has to explain, you know, who she is. And he, like, slams her against the bus and everything because he pulls a gun on her. It's it's super hot. No. <laughs> she is just, she doesn't exist for me. Oh, stop it. This is all about him. Stop it. <laughs> no, I mean, he was a fleshed out character. I mean, this is really what made him cool. This, uh, John Doe did? Yeah, well, I mean, it defined who he is. I mean, more so than any other episode, really. Because once he took away all the memories, I mean, he was still who he was. I mean, it wasn't like... That's true. You know, I mean, he, still he was, he was still cool very dude. much Doggett, even without all of his memories. He was just kind of a confused version of Doggett. But, yeah. yeah. Still a badass. Yeah, he was still pretty badass, even though he couldn't remember anything. I'll give you that. Yeah. And Vince Gilligan has a thing for um, buses. Between this and Roadrunners. <laughs> I know. The climax always has to involve people trying to escape with a bus. Escape on a bus. <laughs> and it never works. It never works out for them. No. But, um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Michelle McLaren, who, of course, is the second women, only the second woman to have directed an X-Files episode. Yeah. And, you know, she has since Jillian. gone on to uh, be regarded as perhaps the best director on uh, Vince's two other shows, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. Um, she's directed Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. At one point, she was going to direct um, the Wonder Woman movie, and that didn't yep. happen, but she's currently in post-production on her feature directorial debut, The Deuce, starring Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Franco. Yeah, she's so. amazing. I'm so excited that she's you know, really gotten such a great career uh, after the X-Files because she is such an amazing director. And uh, I don't know, it's just, it's it, it's really cool to see anybody from the X-Files doing well. It's very cool to see her doing well. I think she was on Harsh Realm before X-Files was a producer of some sort. Yeah, she worked on, yeah, yeah, as far as producing, um, because that's what she, and she was producing on the X-Files too, I believe, before she directed. Yeah, I think she's here in season eight, if not maybe the end of season seven. Yeah. So, on to Hellbound. Um, Cool beans. I will say that this has been one of my personal favorites from the ninth season as well. (laughs) (laughs) No. Don't say that. Garrett rags on this episode so bad. I know Garrett is not a huge uh, Reyes fan. Um... But, uh, Which he really likes Annabeth Gish. He he like can't stand Monica Reyes. 
Because she doesn't. She's not real. <laughs> she's not real. She's not real. I have I have some problems with her character being a part of the show, which we'll come to very very soon. But this episode I do really like, and some listeners might recall that I was also a bigger fan than most of the field where I died. So for some reason, these episodes that do with reincarnation appeal to me in some way more than others i don't know i can't explain that it's not something that i <laughs> believe in but um i don't know i think I, I find the idea behind them interesting um so although this episode deals with reincarnation and it's mentioned explicitly this is one of those episodes which you know it, it's from ray's his perspective and so we're kind of opening up the universe of possibilities here to take into consideration stuff that she believes in so rather than talking about justice from beyond the grave as we had done in previous seasons right here we're talking about karmic justice Mm -hmm. which it kind of makes sense given the context of the story but it's still a bit of a shift in the tone of the show and what sort of stuff has been dealt with um yes and <laughs> that. It's, yes. i don't think it I, I i still think this episode is good i really like it but once we get to something like audrey paulie where we <laughs> really go into that mystical spiritual kind of territory it, it's something else other than x-files for me um but it's interesting that we're expanding that envelope of what is considered x-filey so now that we have Ray is there with a, sort of a larger umbrella of beliefs compared to Mulder, who <laughs> was kind of restricted even in his beliefs, you know, even in yeah. the sort of things that he was interested in. Um, so yeah, uh, Hellbound, Reincarnation. Um, if I'm going to nitpick, I'm going to say that um, in this episode, they deal with Reincarnation saying that people die and then they are born again into a new life uh, with the birth date of their previous life's death date, which is different from the rule set in Born Again, when uh, we're <laughs> led to believe that the little girl is reincarnated um, because she's conceived around the same time that her previous yeah. life was died. But let's not split hairs here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hellbound. Garrett, it sounds like you might have some stuff to talk about with this one. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, the special effects and everything were really cool. Yeah, that's true. I like that a lot, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't care for the past lives storyline. And I don't know. The whole who was Reyes in a previous life. Who was Reyes? They never actually explained that plot point. No, they didn't. She was the... Wasn't she the sheriff? No. In the previous... Yeah. Wasn't oh, she the maybe sheriff? maybe she was the original sheriff. Yeah, and she couldn't... Um, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, wait. She, what? So she was yeah, the original... Yeah, I don't remember this episode. I feel like she was the sheriff in the, in the original. The, yeah. That's right. She was the original sheriff back when they... They oh, when they killed the guy. when they killed the guy, and then the guy that got killed, and she couldn't ever stop life, him. Yeah, she keeps in every life. Yeah, in every life she comes back, and she's not able to stop them. Yeah, but oh wait, no, 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 this doesn't make any sense now. I've confused myself. <laughs> okay, so if I remember this episode correctly, okay, some dudes killed another dude. Okay, <laughs> okay. correct. Then they're reincarnated. 
Right. And the, the victim, the one dude, killed the other four. Right. Or so, right? Yes. Yeah. So why would she want to stop the victim from killing the murderers? Well, because, I mean, if she's the sheriff, then she uh, doesn't want him that. killing. She doesn't want anyone killing anyone. I just, this makes no sense. Like, when you think about it too hard, it just, it, her character falls apart. I just, I can't handle it. She just, she makes <laughs> isn't, me, she makes isn't Hellbound also the one where is, or maybe it's another one. I'm I mean, of. she just happens to be in the same vicinity as where her spiritual quest took her. Well, no, she saw a case of somebody well, being a... skinned alive. Yeah, and... if it was a spiritual quest, wouldn't yeah, it call I mean... to her? Oh, this is so... from wherever it was. Yeah. If you were you're already down, you're already down the spiritual road at this point. If you if you were sitting at home, you're eating breakfast, and all of a sudden you saw some body that had been skinned alive, wouldn't you like stop eating your cereal and pay attention to that? And then she gets drawn in. Well, yeah, I mean, you would have that, but you wouldn't need to be, you wouldn't need to have a previous life to be like, oh, crap, this is interesting. No, I need but to the check previous life is what connects her to the case. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I just I don't like Is Hellbound the one where the end are, are all the babies in the nursery, or is that a different one? Yeah, well, you see that the sheriff, I guess... I can't remember. I watched it the other day. That's the one where, yeah, where he either he dies through some circumstance at the end, and then you go into his. Then the baby comes. Okay, out of the eye. Yeah, except that they use they use one of the babies that played William. What? Yes, the baby they focus on is baby William. It's one of the newborns that plays William. Right. So it was super confusing when you're watching that episode. Well, to, borrow, to borrow a line from a, another episode we're going to discuss later on tonight, all babies look like Winston Churchill, so it's not <laughs> really a problem. <laughs> oh, oh <no>. hellbound. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a horrible episode. I'm no, not trying okay. to insinuate that. It's just... Especially with John Doe before. It's like John Doe defined who Doggett is. It gave him, like, this whole background and like clarified like what he means within the x-files realm but she's just like a wishy-washy like she's never really had that episode you know No, i mean she's just an extra character that they threw in that doesn't really has no definition other than being weird and crazy I think this is a strong episode for her, though. I mean, there's some other Blech. ones where, where <laughs> she's where you just look at her and like how everything that comes out of her mouth, you know, how is everybody around her supposed to take her seriously? Whereas yeah. this one, it's kind of yes, you have Doggett in there, and I think Scully is in there as well, but it's her episode. She is the lead for this throughout. She's the yeah. one driving it all, regardless of whether. She was somehow connected to these in a past life, which she was, but, you know, she's invested in this case and she wants to solve it on her terms regardless. And, you know, mothers and stuff like that in the past, I think it's, I, yeah. I, I like this yeah. episode. <laughs> Let it go, Garrett. I can't. Let it go. I don't know, it's like, they generally, I mean, granted not all of the, the episodes, but they generally have done where it's it's kind of followed a very fine line between what is logically possible and what is interesting. And they've kind of hit that line and pushed it just a little bit. But with this episode, they're like, eh, we can go as crazy as we want with her because she's nuts. 
It gets well, yeah. worse. It gets worse. Yeah. Let's move on to the next episodes, and you can discuss those as well. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, this one was cool. I mean, the 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 skin stuff was cool. I mean, whoever the special effects. I mean, that was fantastic. Oh, I mean, th- they did a there, great job. But there's a hilarious quote from um, from Robert Patrick about these epi- about this episode. He says something along the lines of that the makeup department took literally a 36 hour day to do the makeup for this. Oh my god! Wow. So. That's insane. I bet they had so much fun. You know they did. <laughs> I would love to do They're that. They're like, we have money. <laughs> 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 They're going to put it on the screen. It has to be perfect. And it's X-Files. We're going to be on the air forever. Yeah. I mean, that is true. I mean, it seems like the X-Files, they always went a step in and beyond, especially when it came to these kind of things. I mean, they yeah. did a lot of things that you don't see in other shows that easily could have benefited but you know they really pushed the bar yeah on these kind of things think of all the experience that their art department got you know to then go out and work on other shows i mean they they had so much work to do and had so much experience with doing so many cool things that i imagine well yeah i mean that's definitely true i mean it probably really prepared them for going elsewhere you think of a lot of other shows, they're, it's very um, consistent as to what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas this, the storylines change. Yeah, I mean, they're doing different sets so and different effects really cool every stuff. week. Yeah. I bet that was a really show. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have the two-parter, uh, Provenance and Providence. Mm. And I'm going to kick it across to you two to start the discussion. Okay. After I read this quote from Monica Reyes, and I think that this might be getting, <laughs> this might be why she gets underneath Garrett's skin a little bit because. Oh no. She says about the lone gunman, "They failed you once with your child; they'll fail you again." Yeah, she's a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, the thing that first stands out to me in these episodes is how much of a douche Kirsch and, uh, fucking Brad Fulmer are. Why is he even, why is he there? Like, why is he there? What story or character purpose does he serve? This, he serves the purpose that he is, like, the guy Reyes used to sleep with. And so now there's that, you know, connection (laughs) between them and how, you know... John, how Monica talks about how he's pissing in all the corners because he's mad that she's with Doggett, and it's just stupid shit. But um, yeah, the, in this episode, I just want to reach to the screen and strangle him. <laughs> like Brad Fulmer just makes me crazy. Um, he frustrates me, but just because I don't know why he, what he, what the point of him is <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you know, most people. Seeing him in the X-Files is so weird to begin with, you know? Because it's like, you see him and you think the Princess Bride. And so to see him in the X-Files is just so bizarre. And he's such a douche on the show. Like, it just kills me. Yeah. So. That was the worst part. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Well, baby William gets kidnapped um, by a crazy lady who runs over John Doggett. <laughs> I'm mixing the two episodes together now. <laughs> I'm trying to remember everything that yeah. happens. So she she runs over Doggett and kidnaps the baby to take him to the guy that's the head of the cult. And then the FBI agent, Comer, was uh, 
like infiltrated the cult and then realized the cult was like correct about their assumptions on aliens and comes back with like the piece of the alien ship and we learn that William has special baby powers. Well, that just sounds horrible now. I know. Well, because Scully puts the piece in the drawer and, like, <laughs> you see him move his mobile, like, when he's I several know, when months you younger. Say it, for some reason, it doesn't sound his as cool baby as powers. It was when we watched it. <laughs> he, has, he has baby powers. Did you watch um, these ones recently? I have. Probably okay. within the I last haven't. month. <laughs> within the last month, I have. But. I- they're not. Yeah. They're not terrible. No, they're actually really good. Um, yeah, I mean, in comparison to other season eight and nine mythology episodes, they're half decent, and I yeah. think a lot of that is because they obviously harken back to the whole biogenesis six extinction storyline about yeah, ancient which artifacts is great. and alien astronauts, and yeah, we have the the head of the new syndicate, uh, the toothpick man. Um, kind of there as well and he's obviously some sort of super soldier so mm-hmm. it, it's it kind of redeems everything after the missed opportunities of trust no one that somehow yeah. the whole alien storyline that we've been watching yeah. for seven years is connected to the super soldiers yeah which is nice um but it's perfect until later in season nine when william gets shipped off to the farm but at least there's I mean, some sort of we haven't gone there connective yet. Connective tissue. Alone. There's some <laughs> connective tissue there, is what I'm getting at. And yeah, I, I, I look, you know, looking back at the whole nine seasons and stuff, and thinking that we're coming to the end of these podcasts and stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, I think that's got to be the greatest missed opportunity, the greatest disappointment of the entire show is that the guy in Trust No One is not Darius Michaud, who is a super soldier this whole time, and they've been watching Mulder Scully from the beginning. Because it's all connected. It's just no. This is a different dude, and yeah, they're super soldiers. <laughs> they're super soldiers now. Just deal with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then poor the poor lone gunman, lose Scully's baby. They yeah. didn't lose him. Bias was holding him. <laughs> oh my god, he was taken he by was, force. He was holding the baby. Come on, there's three of them. It wasn't like they just set him down and like forgot where he was. But like he's Mulder and Scully's child, and they know he's in danger, right? They know that you know Scully is bringing them to him to them to protect him, and no one is armed. Like they they have come on they have all the stuff Who, they can hack into okay, all these government which websites. One do you think they is... have all the cell phones. They they like tuck a cell phone in the baby's car seat when she kidnaps him. But no one has like a weapon or like a legitimate <laughs> way of protecting this kid. There's three of them and there's one of her. No 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 no. Yeah. When, no, when she puts the gun to his head, the other two are they're not right? No, they're all three there. No, 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 wait. Yeah. They are all three there. They're all three there. And she blocks them in I, the I alleyway. Think, I do think, though, that Scully is to blame a little bit because she just gives them William in this back alley no, somewhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, this is true. And then she just disappears before they can even get the baby into the... They definitely the, yeah. can't be blamed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why can't they be blamed? It's not like they're master like ninja spies. I mean, they're this just three true. dudes. That his own his own FBI rag. agent mother couldn't keep him safe, so I guess the lone gunman get a pass. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on! 
If somebody put a gun to my head, I'd hand over a baby too. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) as long as it was someone else's baby. Oh, it's just William. No big deal. It's not. I mean, like, what was going to happen if he's like, "You can't take this baby"? They would have shot Byers in the face. You mean she can't shoot all three of them at one time? Who's going to stop her? Well, one of them gets shot, obviously. Okay. Buyers would be shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Frohickey would have curled up like a turtle. <laughs> and Lingley would have screamed and then been shot second. I just would find it easier to believe if she had left him with one of them and one of them, like, lost him. No. But three of all three of them against one crazy woman? With a gun. You're missing the most important part. <laughs> She's ready to use deadly force. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she hit John Dogger with her car. Yeah. But then again, who who steps... Here's... Okay. I love Doggett, but why the hell did he get hit by her car? Woman driver. <laughs> <laughs> You'd take that back. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, like, don't they teach you in the FBI and the police academy that if a car is about to ram you to move the fuck out of the way... Like, isn't that... It's not like... <laughs> it just seems weird that he just wouldn't, you know... Do what? Take one step Ninja to kick the side. and fly out of there? I mean... Yes, that. <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, they went, like, realistic for one point, And you're like, eh, that's, that's just too much. I can't take it. What part of it is realistic? She's, she's a woman that belongs to a cult with a gun. If we Granted. gave any just three random guys out there that happened to be really good with computers a baby, and then somebody <laughs> broke in, was like, here's a gun to your head, give me the baby, they would give the baby away. How many of them wouldn't? Yeah, but you're talking about someone that have, the three people who have been friends with the baby's parents for years. Acquaintances, not friends. No, not acquaintances. No. 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 <laughs> no. You're mm-hmm. crazy. It's fine. The lone gunman did nothing wrong. I don't think they're getting Christmas presents for each other every single Christmas. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> they talk to each other every now and then. Mulder probably makes them feel horrible. Aww. And doesn't talk to them enough, but they are like, oh, Mulder's cool. So they kind of huddle around him. No, but when the baby is born, they show up like the three wise men. They do. They they legit do. They show up, the three of them, bringing gifts because they're drawing the comparison between Jesus's birth and William's birth. There are certain things about this show that I do not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else we need to cover for um, these two episodes, David? Well, let's let's stick on the religious theme here because I'm not a religious person. By any stretch of the imagination, but I would like to point out here that even I know Scully identifies that quote from the Bible incorrectly. She says it's from Ephesians, when in actual fact it's from Ezekiel. So, ha. Oh my god, what a poor Catholic. Well, she's a Catholic, so that's horrible. I shouldn't say that. There are probably Catholics that actually know that. I was raised Catholic, and I did not memorize the Bible. Garrett, on the other hand, was raised Protestant, and he, like... We'll be driving down the road because we live in the south, and there'll be signs on trees that say, like, 
I don't know, John 3, whatever. And I have no clue what any of them Everybody are. Everybody knows John 3.16. I don't know. I don't know John 3.16. And Garrett's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, we're not even religious anymore. But he's still, <laughs> it's so ingrained in him that he'll just be like, that means this. And that's from this part of the Bible. And it's it's frightening to me, personally. Um, I, I only happen it, to know that specific Bible quote because it's the one that's famously talking about angels, but could be construed that it's talking about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching the X Files. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay, what else on this episode? Oh, these two episodes. Um, fans from the UK, Australia, and presumably some other countries will recognize Jim Robinson from Neighbors as the Toothpick Man. I'm sure that means nothing to either of you. Mm. And the it majority of our American <laughs> listeners. Um, also, Scully becomes a little bit of an asshole in these episodes, but I <laughs> guess considering William has just been stolen by the free, uh, while in the care of the free wise men, it's a little bit justified. <laughs> she is, I'm sorry, she is. Um, but on a positive note, and this will tell you that, or just it should indicate that I, my interest in the storyline was um, sagging a little bit towards the end. The costumes I noticed are really good in these episodes. There's a lot of nice use of texture going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny to me about her being so evil in this episode is that her baby was stolen. And you're saying she's being bitchy, but in Sunshine Days... We said the same thing about Mulder after he was returned, so... In Sunshine Days, she had given up her baby, and she's totally fine. Peachy keen. Anyway. She probably writes her own prescriptions, Tiffany, so... (laughs) This is true. (laughs) She's a a medical doctor. She's like, Everybody take a drink. And and plus it was Brady Bunch as well, so she probably just had, like, you know, her... She's probably like a bag full of Snickers or something. <laughs> okay, are we done with those two? Um, I yeah, probably. Are, are we ready to talk about Audrey Pauly? Sure. Okay, let, let me set this up, and you can lead with this one then. This is the episode where Ray. Oh, oh my God. This is the episode where Reyes blatantly flirts with Doggett, but he rejects her advances, and so she literally dies. <laughs> so, the other day, on Twitter, Avi and I were talking about Polish sausages because of this that specific scene where... Yes, in, four, in 4D. Yeah, we, yeah, in, in a later episode. So I guess we'll talk about that later. Never mind. Let's no, talk about. We, we, talked, we talked about it last week. We talked about it last week. This is the dog people, cat people one. Oh, that one. See, some of the dog at Ray stuff blends together for me, and I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's because of what Garrett said all along. Uh, it's because you don't care. That's why. <laughs> That's that. probably what it is. Okay, so the dog people and cat people went. That this makes two episodes now where she's flirted with him and he's not really reciprocated. Because she's retarded. No, she's not. He likes smart people and she is weird. It is painful to watch in this one though. There is so much obvious flirting going on here, and the final scene is just hot. It is just so cringy to watch because <laughs> he drives her home from the hospital. He he she just sits there in the car, so he has to get out, walk yeah. around. 
open her door and she gets straight out. So okay, she's obviously fine enough to do that. And then she's like standing there flirting with him, and he just looks at her and he's like, "Good night." <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be a gentleman. We don't he's, have to give him any. No, he's trying to be a gentleman. Look, he 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 was like falling a little too hard for Scully and got his heart crushed a bit when Mulder came back from the dead. Like, give him a moment. You know, he'll be all right. <laughs> Ladies, just because a man is being a gentleman with you does not mean that he owes you anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he opened her door, you know. She could have kissed him. Why is it always on the guy? Like, she could have made a move. That's true. You know. Yeah. Garrett shaking his head. Why can't girls make moves? She can. Just she can't. <laughs> I never. She specifically no, I, can't. I, I'm Garrett. The it's, idea it's, that it's they on, were somehow magically supposed to be together is just absurd. Yeah. Why? It's on her at this they, point. I mean, he's already dangled his Polish sausage in front of her, and she didn't. Yeah, buy it, he so. has. He dangled his sausage. In front I mean, I have to rush it. Well, no. I mean, they have to rush well, anything. Well, they do, because they've mean, only they got, have like, a six episodes left, you know? Yeah, well, that. <laughs> I guess on that, I mean, they, she shouldn't have even been in the show. You keep going back to this, but the reality is that she was. I know, so but I can't So, you have her. to, like, ignore... No, but I know, but I haven't Audrey seen Pauly episodes is a... in a month, and so I've just kind of, like... <laughs> you just pretend exist. that it never like, happened. This one, I was like, Like, yeah. this is just dogging and Scully the entire season she nine. She almost dies, yay. I know Avi oh. likes this episode, but I can't stand Audrey Pauly because why is there a hospital flying in the middle of the Twilight Zone? That I don't know. It's not an X Files. It's, it's super it's something different. No, it's an X Files. And why does jumping out of the house like <laughs> because, I get so confused? Because the episode had run forty-two minutes already, and they had to wrap it up. So they just like jump out uh, of the house she, and like she can just jump out of the house and be okay. Yeah. And I hate this episode so much that even the guest actress in it, Tracy Ellis, who yes. I previously thought was really, really good as Lucy Haldholder, uh, Householder back in yep. Obliette, season three. She's Audrey Pauly in this. Oh my God, it just grates on me. I just hate <laughs> It grates character. on me. I hate the that, performance. Yeah. I looked her up on IMDb earlier. She has not acted in anything since this episode, and I've got to admit it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know it's what I actually don't like, though, about some sometimes when they – well, not even sometimes. I hate when they reuse guest stars. I hate it. I absolutely hate it because I always see that person as – the previous character and it really grates on my nerves when we're talking about terry o'quinn because he like it only makes sense if darius michaud was a super soldier let's be honest yes yes right like if that's the case and and, it would have been such it would have given some point to that episode it would have tied it would have been perfect all sorts of stuff together it would have been so much better yeah, how do you have him get blown up in a ba- in a building, in the movie, and then he comes back like five years later, or four years later, as basically a super soldier, but you don't connect him to the guy previously? It would be so much better if they did. It would have been it would have been amazing. 
it would almost be like they had kind of planned some of this stuff. <laughs> right, which we know they didn't. But it would have seemed like they did. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> Biggest mistake that they made. Maybe that's what he's going to correct in the revival. We'll see. I don't know. No, it's it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, gonna, it's definitely not that. It's going to be something um, like, Lone Gunman and Crycheck are all still alive, and so is X, and oh, he is deep throat. Oh my gosh, Garrett is just, like, not... He's none too thrilled about the Lone Gunman reappearing in the revival, if we're being honest. What? That's not happening. They're just going to turn up and make pee jokes every so often. They're not going to be in the You've show. seen the photo. <laughs> I don't care. It's a lie. <laughs> it's all... They, they can't. We're going to have to, like, give Garrett alcohol when that episode airs. No, it's got... I mean, it, it will be a flashback at best. Well, I think most of us think it'll probably be a flashback. Yeah. One, really? and then it's over. I mean, unless they're super soldiers, in which case... They can't be super soldiers. Why not? Anybody can be, be a absurd. super soldier. No, not anybody. <laughs> Byers can't be a super soldier. <laughs> the rest of them can't. It's not Byers. Maybe Frohickey and Lang, uh, maybe Frohickey and Byers are super soldiers, and Langley just comes in on like these like wheels or something. On his... <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like a satisfactory soldier. No, I, mean, I don't know why they decided to bring him back, but that was a terrible decision on whoever's part that was. Probably as a middle finger to Fox. I don't care. Because Fox, after the Lone Gunman series ended, basically said in no uncertain terms that they were never, ever putting the Lone Gunman on TV again. So, my guess is that was super planned. I know, but I mean, it's one of the the problems with the X-Files. <laughs> Can what? I say that? <laughs> Well, I mean, they they kill and bring him back, and yeah, it's like you can just continue. True. Like you you create an emotional bond, and then it's like, hey, you don't. Cr-. Chris like, Carter doesn't care about your emotional bond. I know, so but you forget this, to stop by now. In season, they're like, oh, Mulder is gone. It's, it's you're never even remotely caring. You know he's coming back. You you never really care. Well, of course you do. Because you, no, you don't. Because he's been gone how many times now? I mean, yeah, but it's yeah. painful every time. No, piss on that. It hurts. You're just like, let's get Doggett through. Let's kill Reyes and bring Mulder back. Aww, and then you can't we'll kill Reyes. You just need to make her better. You can't fix that character. You have to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Abby's going to have words on. with you. <laughs> But no, I mean, <laughs> Garrett, she reincarnates, so she's going to come back as somebody else. There you go. <laughs> you just keep killing her. <laughs> Create a cult that only goes after her. Aww. That's so sad. No, it's not. No. They, they gave a clear identity, like who Mulder is. They defined him. Well-rounded character. Then they brought in Scully. And you're like, oh, well-rounded character. You see them meet. And you, it's all planned out. And it feels comfortable. You, you just don't like her well-roundedness. There's no well-roundedness. <laughs> she is the lack of a character. In she embodies the lack of a character. She's like, oh, we need somebody to kind of like fill this gap. It's her. Aww. And she fills that gap by being absolutely crazy. Well, she's a mixture of Mulder and Melissa. No. No, yeah, she's not. That's what she's supposed to be. That's why when she's William is born That's why when William is born, Scully tells her she reminds her of something she, someone she used to know. No. 
she is the anti-scullion. Oh, she is the okay. opposite of scullion. Moving on. And it's disgusting. You're disgusting. All right, keep going. What's the next episode that we can argue about? <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good one for arguments. Underneath. Underneath. Take your right. time to remember which one it is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's That's the, what I'm doing right now. It, it's the John Scheiben one. And yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not the biggest John Scheiben fan. And other than the Pine Bluff variant, not. Oh, I love the Pine Bluff variant. Yeah, excellent episode. Other than that, don't really rate his episodes. So apologies if that is a little bit controversial. I'm not sure if it is. I'm sure with some fans it isn't at all. Um. So I got a bit. I was actually pleasantly surprised when I rewatched this one because all I could really remember that it was um, a Jacqueline Hyde story, and that there was some, if not all, of it took part in the sewers. <laughs> yeah, paying tribute to slash ripping off the third man. It's actually just the climactic chase at the end, which is in the sewers. So that was cool. But I completely forgotten that um, we get to see young John Doggett as an NYPD beat cop in the teaser of this episode. And I admit that I did let out a little squee of excitement when I saw that because I completely <laughs> forgot. And, it, you know, it's not a bad episode. Um, it's actually pretty decent as far as some of season nine goes. Um, it's got kind of a season five sort of vibe to it. Um, it's not going to be a favorite episode, but it's certainly not on the bad list at all. Um, so, yeah. And especially after coming after Audrey Pauly, it seems a lot more grounded given the emphasis on DNA and police work <laughs> and the legalities of the situation. Kira and I are just it, laughing that, about how we're horrible people. That sounds like we a remember legit nothing about this episode. Like I'm scrolling Wikipedia okay. now going So basically okay. Story, this all happened? So the story is that there's this guy, Fassel, he works for a cable company and it's like 13 years ago he goes oh. does a house does a house call for this people but they haven't yeah. called it a problem with their cable he looks down at his work order uh, suddenly it's splattered with blood he looks up and the family around him is murdered John Doggett comes in arrests him catches him pretty much red handed but then 13 years later he's exonerated on DNA evidence that it was somebody else killed these people Turns out that he's a repressed Catholic, he can't even admit to himself that he has a sinful side, which has caused this killer personality to physically manifest itself, hence the different DNA. So he yeah. is actually the killer, but it's his um, Mr. Hyde side of him, which actually actually kills people. And it's a, it's a pretty entertaining, pretty decent episode. It's not one that I've really watched a an awful lot at all over the years so that's yeah. probably why it oh, helped I'm, it's starting, hold my the interest. end of it's coming back to me now but I, Where, will, um, I will say she, they sh- shoot the bearded man but Bob Fassel's body is the one that yeah I think so that they see in the water okay. there is there's, there's one bad moment in the episode and Garrett you're going to like this it's the one bad moment of it is the only moment why Reyes has a point to being in the episode <laughs> <laughs> because she is the one that sort of puts forward the theory of that he physically manifested this alternative personality and she says it and it, the way that it comes out of her mouth is awful everybody looks at her like she's crazy and otherwise it's just a dog and scully episode and that's the only point to her being there is so that she can voice that theory and explain to everybody oh what the God. hell is going on 
Well, she's she get like gets in the water in the sewer at the end. So like. that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so she can flick her wet hair around. Yeah, so she's got the sexy wet hair going on. And then she wears his police jacket or something. I don't know. Anyway. And apparently there's a lot of production problems and studio interference with this episode, but it actually paid off, so thank you, Fox, for interfering in this case, I guess. (laughs) In this case only. Da-da-da. So, I'm guessing we're skipping straight to improbable there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I don't. I can't believe I don't remember. I, I'm. Yeah, we're looking at screen caps. We're like, oh right, that's it's not actually a pretty. It, it, it's kind of like a season five sort of vibe. I was thinking kind of like Mind's Eye or something like that. Which Mind's Eye isn't the best season five episode, but it kind of feels tonally sort of akin to that. It kind of fits in that kind of era of the show. Yeah, albeit it's Don Doggett kind of going on the rampage because he arrested this guy over a decade earlier and now they're letting him go so it was good I, I would recommend it over Audrey Pauly yeah improbable the X-Files musical as it this was, is the one with Burt Reynolds that's all I remember it is it's Burt Reynolds as God what more yeah. do you want yeah that's right god everybody had sexy hair in this episode what? No, seriously, they did. How do you remember that, of all things? Because it's mainly Scully and Reyes and them having sexy hair and being yeah. locked in a garage overnight and playing checkers with Burt Reynolds slash God. <laughs> yeah, I remember this episode. <laughs> it's the one of the, the Italian guys singing. Yeah, and Scully gets angry and tries to shoot the metal door. Like, not seeming to care about the fact that the bullet could, you know, bounce off and, like, hit anyone. Yeah. Isn't this the one where they try to make uh, Reyes and Jillian, like, buddy-buddy? Reyes and Scully? Scully. Yeah. God. They were were buddy-buddy. They were all right. Okay, Mm. explain to me this. So, we've established now from the beginning of Season 9 that Scully now works at Quantico, and Doggett and Reyes will interfere with her life whenever they need some help on a case or Julian doesn't get the week off from shooting Um, but for some reason this episode she just randomly walks into the X-Files office and it's like oh hey Reyes what are you up to and for some some reason that's the setup for this episode this was the chick flick X-Files that's what this was Yeah, numerology oh my god (laughs) I remember why like totally Cast on these when they originally. This like, one was pretty funny though. I know, but it's not. It's not up there with the Chris Carter standalones, but it's okay. It's pretty. Yeah, this one was pretty, pretty funny. I like how the the design or the um, points no, on their map formed a formed a six or maybe it formed a nine, and then they all turned sideways and realized that it was the opposite number. <laughs> Garrett's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I do. <laughs> there was dancing it's just so and funny. singing it's like, and checkers. All I can remember is like, I did, anything with Reyes, I was like, mm. I remember watching it maybe a handful of times and being like, yeah, these aren't the best. It's okay. They're not bad. It just, I don't know. 
it's another one of those episodes where they diverted from what I would consider the norm to an area that I don't really care for. It was really more for the two of them to have an episode together, I feel like. Because it was basically the two of them. I mean, that was the main deal happening throughout the entire episode. Yeah. And, you know, it, it fits in with Chris trying to sort of shoehorn in some sort of theological stuff with the whole God loves you as the tagline in Italian. <laughs> and there's a bit of stuff like that going on throughout the episode, which is maybe a little bit more interesting watching this one after having watched I Want to Believe, but not enough that I want to spend a great deal of time talking about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's... Yeah, I don't know. It's always hard. I mean, like, I have, I had a hard time when they would make Scully very religious. And then this is, like, just... It goes a whole different route that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. New Age is just so... New agey. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so unbelievable that I can't even like Isn't this the episode where it, where so stupid, but... Scully calls Monica or Monica calls Scully at the end and they start talking about each other's numbers? Yes. This is the episode that's used in all of the um Monica Reyes fan or Monica Scully fan videos. They make fan videos of these two. Yes. You know how you have slash fiction where two <laughs> characters of the same sex? Are, yeah. So anyway, it's, they have slash <laughs> fan videos, Garrett. Since you didn't know this about fandom, we'll fill you well, in. I, I knew about. I yes. know that they made the partic- these particular There are characters. Scully, Reyes, slash oh, fiction, reasons. and fan videos. And this episode, they use all the time the scene of them in bed at the end in their separate beds. They use this all the time in those. We'll check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I have some random trivia from this episode. Ray McKinnon, who plays the killer Wayne, was also in the Coen Brothers' Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He was Vernon T. Waldrop. So, there huh. you go. Did not know that. I didn't either. Um, interesting. And, of course, we have the... I feel like we're picking on Ray as the second half of this this discussion tonight. That's not fair. But there is, a, there, there is a line she has in here where she's talking with Scully, and Scully goes to her, Why would I think you're crazy? And I have written down, Why indeed, lol. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I know. We need Abby here to counterbalance. Yeah, she's really... She's she's very much balanced. But, I mean, there, there's a big difference between... I don't know. I don't disagree with, with what you say about her character at all. Which... It, what annoys me about it is that Annabeth Gish is such a great actor. And to, it would be nice if she had, like, more to play with with this character. Because she is a very good actor. Right. And so but it I mean, irritates me that her I character isn't fleshed out. The problem was is that Mulder Mulder was willing to believe the absurd. Potentially. Yeah. And then Scully was saying, well, we, it only has to make logical sense, so I'll only believe it if there's evidence in it. Yeah. So they were a good counterbalance to each other's. But Doggett is like the good guy. Yeah. The, you know, the stand up Well know, Doggett is Scully. No, no. He is, yeah. Yeah, I mean kinda, but from a more innocent kind of way. Yeah. He doesn't have the intelligence that she has in that way. Um, so you want Reyes to be the opposite of that. 
Yeah. So Reyes should have been kind of like the bad girl that's willing to kind of bend the law a little bit and uh, do yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah. That should have been her character I direction. Agree. Because it's something that was missing from the other two. Yeah. And so, but what they did is they just gave you like a shitty version of Scully and Mulder in one person that has, it's so vague that you don't care. Yeah. She really needed to be the counterbalance to dog it. And they should have said the show can live on and it'll be okay without the other two and just gave her a chance, but they didn't. Yeah. Poop on her. Aww. <laughs> There's a difference between talking about a character and the actor. I like this the actor. True. I don't care. For the- <laughs> All right. Well, then Abby will spare your soul. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. In conclusion... I like Hellbound. I do not like Audrey Pauly. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and underneath is actually pretty good. Surprised me. So. Um, actually, you probably enjoyed it better than Improbable this time around. So, John Doe, Hellbound, underneath, if you're just picking selectively from the episodes that we're watching. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the quiz and we can get this show wrapped up and be even closer to the revival coming on. Yay! Yay! Mm. <laughs> we're gonna get none of these right. Garrett's <laughs> like, we're so failing all of this. How many of these episodes did you actually watch ahead of, like, within the last month, let's say? I watched You've Providence watched all of and them. no, I watched like the first half of season nine in the last month. What's but I don't. Pretty brave of you. Yeah, I will see. <laughs> I watch them quickly because I fast forward through the parts that I don't care about, and uh, then so, I watch. So if there's nobody touching somebody else, you just skip it. Yeah, I just you know, <laughs> you're. I just insane. fast forward through. It's like oh Mulder and Scully, or Scully and Doggett, or Doggett and Reyes, and then oh case 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 fast forward. Oh back to this fast forward. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're probably looking at zero out of five. Then. Probably. Okay. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Depends on if they're all Audrey Polly questions. <laughs> no, none of them are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Question one. In John Doe, from which U.S. city did Doggett cross the border into Mexico? Um, <laughs> which U.S. city? Um, hold on. Was it Laredo? It was. Yeah. I absolutely hate you. <laughs> I, I almost said Del Rio, but it's Laredo. Question two. In Hellbound, in what year was the murder that tr- tr- in what year was the murder that tr- triggered this repeated cycle of karmic justice? Eighteen sixty three. No, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Take a guess, Garrett. Seventeen sixty four. I don't know. Tiffany had the right decade. It was 1868. Oh my gosh, I was so, <laughs> so close. Let's give that. Let's give that to you. <laughs> oh I actually knew it was the 1800s. I just had no idea when. Avi well, Gate crashed our podcast last week, so she actually got to say she was here on a five out of five week. So I want to give you the same opportunity. Oh my god. <laughs> Question three. In Providence, what word did Coma allegedly write while unconscious in his hospital bed? Um, where, he wrote a word. Um, 
<laughs> what? Oh my god! It's where yes. it's where the artifact was hidden. Canada. Oh my god! I don't know. He wrote the word jacket. Oh, oh yeah. Jacket that was in Canada, but is now no longer in Canada. Oh my god! Oh dear. This is so sad. All right. <laughs> Question four. In underneath. What was the name of the cable company that Fassel worked for in the teaser? <laughs> it's Triborough Cable. I'm sorry you didn't get that. It's Comcast. I was going to say, I'm like, it's Comcast. Those bastards. No, they would actually kill you themselves. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Uh, question five. Uh, what drink does Wayne order in the casino at the beginning of Improbable? Scotch. Is it a mojito? It is not. Either Damn. of those. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, <laughs> you don't... I have no idea. Something to do with numbers. Seeing as that's the overall... Theme of okay, the episode. There's a drink that has to do with numbers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out. You can't Google it. That's cheating. I'm not Google. I'm, I'm thinking. A drink that has to do a with drink numbers. That has to do with numbers. I don't I don't know what a drink with numbers is. Water. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> seven and seven. What? Seven and seven. What is seven and seven? It's seven up, and it's some sort of uh, whiskey. Cram seven or something. Oh. Well. Wow. My superior knowledge of drinking did not benefit <laughs> yeah. us today. Seagram's Seven Crown. Typically consumed in combination with a non-alcoholic beverage. Seagram's Seven with Seven Up is known as a Seven and Seven. It is an ingredient in Manhattan's. Interesting. There you mm. go. Now we have to go have one. There no. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of five. That is it for this week. That's, hey, at least sad. it wasn't zero, okay? It wasn't zero because you were here. I would have gotten a big <laughs> zip. But it's season nine. I should have been brought in at season one. Yeah. I, I could have worked my way up worked to a way five up. out of five. Okay. Season 9 will always be a 0 out of 5. You know, it's because you spend too much time complaining about Reyes that you're not thinking about the episodes. It's okay. No, I, like, I just don't watch them. She comes on and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> something else. I, I have to turn it. I, I can't watching it. it. Watching the revival with Garrett is going to be amazing. Like, I should film his reactions. <laughs> Honestly, to some of the scenes, just because it's just—it's been so long since either of us have watched them together, new, that it's just gonna be crazy. I, I know. I are you excited about the fact that this, that just over two weeks is gonna be an episode that even you haven't seen yet? I—it's—it's it's crazy, really. It's just like I—I I actually can't wait to even see the first episode again because I've only seen it once. And it's unusual for me to be able to see something one time and to not be able to rewind it 10,000 times before the next episode comes on. So watching my struggle will be like watching it all over again. 
because I've honestly forgotten three quarters of what happens in it. How is that possible? Because it's it's happens so fast. Like it's just it's insane. I can't even. It, when you see it, you'll understand. It's just nonstop from start to finish. Like it's yeah. Two more weeks. I can't believe it's gone this fast because it feels like from October to December was so slow. And then from December to now is just flying by. It's only been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Shush your mouth. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go ahead and sign off here. So thank you, yeah. Tiffany. Thank you, Garrett. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Uh, make sure, listeners, that you follow xfiles.news. Um, that is the website address. And they're also all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the cool kids are on these days. <laughs> I'm also all over Facebook and Twitter but not what the cool kids are on these days I'm David Yard <laughs> on all of those and you can also get in touch through xfiles.com please uh, continue to send and listen to questions um, we're probably not going to do the quiz section once we get into the revival but we will keep doing listener questions if they keep coming in but I'll know them all what? Once we're in the revival, we'll know them all because we'll have just seen it. How am I supposed to get five questions out of a single episode? Easily. Really? What color was Mulder's <laughs> underwear when he bent over at the just... three minute marker? <laughs> yeah, who, right? is, who is taller, David or Jillian? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we will sign off here then. Uh, Tiffany, I think okay. you're going to be back next week with Avi, and we're going to do yes. the final few episodes of season nine, Scary oh, Monsters. No. Yeah, I think, yeah I think we're going to bring Garrett too. Yeah, I think we're going to bring Garrett too because I've actually watched. <laughs> he has to be there for when his precious lone gunman kick the bucket. Well, I saw he wasn't oh. on the list, and I was thinking I was expecting him to be there for that one. So yeah. So jump the shark. Jump the shark, yeah. It's going to be a very Next somber week. occasion. I will cry. Next week, yeah. Tears will come out <laughs> of my eyes. We'll add it. Yeah, he'll, he'll be here. Awesome. Yep. I'll be here. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll be back next week then. And before we go, just a quick show of hands. If you were omnipotent, would you, just, would you do the same thing that Burt Reynolds did and spend an evening with Gillian Anderson and Annabeth Gish? No. You do, I was going to say, do you want Garrett to answer this now? <laughs> We're talking actors, not characters. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you're an awful person. And it is in government conspiracies, but I've seen 